what's up everybody welcome to another episode of channel 135 the channel 135 podcast part of the whispers network i'm here with Mosul eric and we've just witnessed the first semi-final of the super rugby pacific the second semi-final the brumbies versus the mighty blues and guess who won man man just they just won i just saw that last part too <laughs> wow that was a close game man bro that was an intense game man intense game and if it wasn't for the calling it the offer of God, the hand of God. Yeah. It used to be Maradona's hand of God, now it's offer's hand of God. <laughs> Charge down. Yeah, that kick, eh? Lolly Seals kick to win the game. Drop kick to win the game. Charges down. Whistle blows. Game over. Crusaders Blues final. Yeah. Yo. So uh, are you going to go to the game next weekend or? Yeah, man. Big game next week, final. Yeah. We're yep. going to kill the Crusaders, man. I fucking hate that team. We're going to fucking kill them. It's going to be Barrett versus Barrett. And our Barrett is going to come out of the win, man. So, we got that out of the way. So now let's talk movies and TV. So, in this episode, we're going to discuss some new trailers that have come out. Now, most of these trailers we're going to talk about, the movies or TV shows will come out in August. It's looking exciting, man. It's looking exciting. I'm excited. These trailers we're going to do a reaction of right now on this podcast. It's going to be fun. How are you finding it? How are you finding it, Eric? Yeah, I think out of all the trailers that we've got in front of us, I think there's one in particular that I'm really excited about. Oh, yeah? Which one's that? Uh, Prey. All oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So when we get there, we'll talk about it then. I'm hyped up for that one, eh, man? I'm, I'm probably the least of the trailers we will discuss on this podcast that I am hyped about is the Black Adam one for some reason. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of liked I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I probably enjoyed it more than you then. Yeah, I can't mm. wait for that movie as well. Okay. Shall we just get into it? Yep. All right, man. So the first trailer we're going to react today is Thor, Love and Thunder. <laughs> yeah, it looks like another fun movie, eh? Yep. So Thor, Love and Thunder is going to be a direct um, sequel to Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Also directed by Taika. And yeah, Taika. <laughs> so, so Love and Thunder comes out July the 8th. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's... um. Oh yeah, next month. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So, what was your first thoughts when you saw that uh, the trailer, Eric? No, it was the mu- the music, eh? The music in the background for mm. the trailer mm. that got me. The the Guns N' Roses, eh? Yeah, they always use good scores. Um, like especially in the Guns in the Galaxy, Guns of the Galaxy. Sorry, they always have good, you know, good music. Good, yeah, good scores in the in the in their movies. So yeah, that's what got me right off the bat, and then. And the comedy with it, they, they came, you know, with the beginning of the trailer. And so it looks like another fun uh, Thor movie again. Mm. And that all happened when Taika Waititi took over, eh? Took yeah. over the Thor yeah. uh, movie franchise, which is, um, he, he's got a lot of his flavor, which we discussed before in previous podcasts. But yeah, a lot of his humor comes through. A lot of his Kiwi um, humor comes through, especially his Kiwi accent. Yeah. When he's narrating the first part of that that trailer and yeah. the humor comes out too so it's pretty cool the thing about the music though the, with the, the Guns N' Roses Sweet Child of Mine mm. um, soundtrack playing in the score you know it sort of makes sense because you know when you look at Thor he's a white guy with long hair like the, the colors are bright and gold and it's like sort of yeah. that sort of like that heavy metal kind of hair metal era we had with Guns N' Roses Poison um, Led Zeppelin like yeah. uh, and, and Love and Thunder is like it's real rock yeah it's a real rock sort of vibe eh? you get that rock vibe yeah I think there's there's a heavy influence from the Guardians of the Galaxy, and the both Star Lord was into those um eighties um 
the mm. kind of 80 music so they're probably rubbed yeah. off on uh thor as well mm. so, yeah. yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty funny it's i'm looking forward to it because i think it's cool that disney chose Taka to be a part of thor because they needed he needed something to make him to separate thor from the rest of the marvel universe if you know what yeah. i mean like yeah his films are now fun now funny fun it's quirky too you know it's it's a different vibe to the world of the rest it's like for example, it's real different to Doctor Strange, right? Oh hell yeah! Like mm. um, uh, even Ragnarok, um, like the two previous Thor movies before that, man, even the uh, Ragnarok was in the different league. It was really colorful as well. Yeah. That that and the big that was really big. It was really super colorful, and the comedy just stood out. It was absolutely funny. But mm. um, I'm interested to see Christian Bale in this movie because he's a serious actor. This is a funny movie, so I don't know how they're gonna melt the two together. Yeah, so he plays the villain Gore, who's who Gore the Butcher, who in the comic books he's the he's the he's the killer of gods. Yeah, so I'll be, yeah, I want I want to see probably more of him. See Mm. how he plays, how how he melts well with the movie. Now the storyline, if you on the trailer with with Jane having to hold the hold the hammer, because only Thor can hold the hammer, but now Jane. Is the holder of the hammer now, so it's in the comic books too how she becomes Thor. So this is after Avengers Endgame, Thor takes off with Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, he's trying to find what he's supposed to do now. Because mm. he doesn't have the hammer. Oh, no, because he? he's um giving his uh, leadership of um of his people to. That's right. That lesbian chick, eh? <laughs> he's that lesbian chick. <laughs> hey, the black outfit. I remember that vaguely. <laughs> mm. Okay, that <dead> check. <laughs> so Natalie Portman returns as Jane. She wasn't in the last one, was she? No, she, she was in the f- in the first one, eh? Yeah, first and a second. little bit of the yeah. She was in the second. She wasn't mm. supposed to come back, but apparently they somehow swung her to come back in this one. Right. Yeah, because I remember she wasn't she wasn't keen to coming coming back in the movie. Yeah. I'll watch it. I'm not really... I'm a hype meter. Okay, we've got this hype meter. Yeah. So out of five. So five will be... You want to watch this first. As soon as it comes out, you first at the movies. So one is... Oh, you don't really want to watch it. Yeah. So I'll give it... i give it a three. Yeah, same. On my hype scale. So like, if it was yeah. the only thing that came out that weekend, yeah, I'll go watch it. But if there was something else that was better than this, I'll probably watch that first before I watch four. Mm. So that was Thor. What's the next one we're going to react to? Black Adam. So. It's the rock again. Tell you the truth, I'm not really a big DC fan unless it's Batman. Right? So. I don't even. Wa- I haven't watched the um, DC um, TV series, any of any of them. Even to an extent, I got them. I never yeah. watched that. Yeah. I watched some of it, but not. I didn't really get hooked on that one. Yeah, I kind of breezed, I breezed through that. I couldn't watch all of it. So there was only certain parts where I watched the beginning, the mid, and the end, kind of thing between the seasons. Mm. You know, so when I knew The Rock was going to be Black Adam, yeah, is he a superhero or is he like an anti-hero? He seems like an anti-hero. Yeah, from what I know from the character himself, Black Adam, he's uh, he's anti-hard. So Black Adam comes out in October, so out of all the trailers we're going to re- uh, react to, this is probably one that the furthest out. Oh, okay. So Black Adam is directed by Jomé Collette Serra. He directed um, those Liam Neeson uh, thriller movies, Unknown and Nonstop. Oh, okay. My initial reaction to that Black Adam trailer is that I got a lot of 
um, Justice League vibes from it. How about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the same, and it fits well with uh, The Rock as an actor, eh? Because it's it's pretty much what he does on a daily basis. That's how he acts, pretty much. So the two characters are kind of the same person. So I reckon it's a good role for The Rock to get something like this. The character looks good. The costume looks mean. Like it looks authentic. It doesn't look anything too bright like you see in Marvel. I think we had this discussion on our own private chat. We were talking about Marvel and DC uh, costumes. But um, you can tell by like even the thunderstorm is like slightly covered with some kind of debris. It's not fully shining like Shazam's one. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like bright yellow and it's even glowing too. It's like a light bulb. <laughs> so you weren't impressed with the CGI, what you saw in the trailer? Um, I don't know if I have seen enough to be impressed with the CGI, but it does look decent. It looked decent from what I saw in the trailer. Especially the part where he um he kind of like shadow shadow teleported and caught the rocket. They looked they looked yeah, they looked really good. Mm. You know, for me I don't like this idea of DC sticking to that dark tone sort of feel to their movies, you know, like the Justice League always comes back to me like this dark tone they always bring up comes back to the Dark Knight, how successful Christopher Nolan's Batman was with the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins because that was pretty dark and I think they just carried on that sort of feeling with the other movies like Justice League and it's funny because a lot of those movies were done by Zack Snyder and my initial thoughts when I saw the Black Adam trailer was oh did Zack Snyder direct this because <laughs> you know you know what I mean yeah, eh? yeah, it's yeah. like similar it's a similar kind of tone and feel to the um, film in regards to like what the camera sees and the and the colors yeah yeah how about you are, are you are you liking that sort of style I don't mind it as long as they're not pushing it too much I don't know, in my opinion, I don't think this Black Adam is that dark. I, I, well, we haven't seen enough of the movie, obviously, but hopefully they don't go that same route. Because mm-hmm. if they keep on pushing, like Shazam, it's probably the the most fun-looking character we've seen so far from DC. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their version of Thor, pretty much. The funny the funny superhero is probably DC's version of that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he's probably the only character that's like that. But, you know, with their TV series... It's a completely different thing altogether. Like it's pretty much designed for the age group of teenagers or young kids, not mm. the adult. There's no none of the TV series are. I mean, some of them are, but I still find them a bit childish. So yeah, it's kind of strange how they in the movies they're really dark, but on the TV series they have kind of gone back the other way, where Marvel's Marvel's been consistent throughout their TV series and. I think the Marvel's been more loyal to the character than anything else than DC has. That's how I see mm. it. Yeah, on my um, hype scale, I give it a two. How about you? Nah, I think it's just four or three for me. I think exactly what you said about being the Rock and it's his typical sort of character. You know, how you said he plays all the time. And to me, it's like, okay, do we really want to have another Rock, you know, be the same guy? That's that's what I was thinking too because, uh, you know, you always see him in the role that he's comfortable in. I want to see him mm. in the role that he's not comfortable in. Mm. But he's not the kind of actor, he's an action Yeah, he is. Star, well, you know. Right now, this, I think that's all he's doing right now is just get as many action movies as he can until he gets somewhere where he can actually progress somewhere else, maybe into drama or, I don't know, romance. <laughs> <laughs> the next trailer we're going to look at is... Uh, we'll look at... Uh, we'll look at Beast. 
I was scared. I was scared until the until they showed the extra part of the line running to the main character, and then he goes and give it a a right. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? It's like punching the shark in the mouth. <laughs> so Beast comes out in August, August nineteenth, distributed by Universal Pictures. So the 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 premise is that a husband returns to South Africa where he met his wife. He's going on a trip with his two teenage daughters, and then they get attacked by some wild beasts in the jungle. So when when you first watch the trailer and it's got the the Jimmy Cliff song, um, you think it's like a happy happy song, happy happy film. You know, it's kind of that Jimmy Cliff song just. It gets you excited for a bit, eh? Excited that this is a fun, family, happy film, eh? Happy yeah. kind of movie. I thought it was like some kind of, um, oh, some kind of happy drama or yeah. romance type of movie. And then we'll, we'll quickly find out that it's not <laughs> when it changes and there's a there's a drum and... <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. scary, man, eh? <laughs> that that um, little, that yeah, little score. Yeah, hard up. The, the lady with the... <laughs> Mm. Super and then you see you see they find some injured guy on the road eh? it looks like he's getting attacked by a beast and they help him and next minute they do get attacked by a beast and you see Indris Alva who stars in the movie running away running to his daughters in the car and then there's a big lion but then it's interesting enough they talk about this town or this village eh? that they find a lot of dead dead people but not eaten so it's almost like these beasts are killing not killing they're not killing to eat they're just killing for the hunt over there or fun or fun over there or just for or just to kill, which is which is pretty interesting. One of my favorite actors is on this movie is the he's the checkers um the checker guide, Shalato Kuple, the South African actor. He was in Chappie and District District Nine, I think it is. I really like that. I really like his acting. His accent's real crack up, but it's good to see him in this movie. Yeah, helps. It just uh, probably helps the family try and get out. You know the scene when they're in the car getting attacked. It reminds me of Jurassic Park. Right. They're trapped in the, the kids are trapped in the car and uh yeah. and Sonus is attacking them from the car. Also reminds me of Omen. Yeah. When when Damien and his mum are in the car and they go to the zoo and you know the the, the safari? Yeah. And the and the and the monkeys jump in the, jump car, the car. Jump on the car and you know. You know what this whole movie reminds me of? The ghost mm. and the darkness. Mm. Michael Douglas and That's the, Val Val Murray, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what this movie reminds me of. When I first saw it and I saw the Alliance attack that's what I thought of, the ghost in the darkness. But in that movie, I think there were two. There were two lions. And they were, yeah, same same sort of thing again. They were just hunting for the fun of it. Oh, there's some, I've got some lions outside at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny we brought up those other movies that remind you of the trapped in the car and getting attacked. Because the other movie I thought of was Cujo. Cujo. You know, when, when the mum and son were in the trapped in the car and... And Cujo was attacking them from outside. Oh, the, yeah, the dog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dog of rabies. Fuck, that's right. I forgot about that. Shit. <laughs> so we should actually did a... What's the top 10 like trapped horror. in a car being attacked? Oh, film. yeah. <laughs> of uh, some kind of a killer or animal. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I reckon that was a good scene for the trailer. It just mm. suddenly, you know... I think the, the CGI doesn't look too bad. No. There's no way they could have got a lion to do that for real. Hell no. So I'm going to assume there's more than one animal, eh? There's more than just that one lion you see. I don't know. It looks like the same lion. Okay, maybe one lion. Yeah, it'll be one scarier. One lion to rule them all. It'll probably be scarier mm. if it was just the one. If it's just killing for fun, then it probably killed its own uh, tribe. I mean, its own uh, herd. I don't know about that last scene when he, he punches the <coughs> lion. 
Bro, it was and scary. Was punches that on the head. Yeah, it was scary up to that point. When they got up to that point where you punched the lion, I was like, come on. Was- Do you think we'll see the best animal attack scene? Because to me, the best animal attack scene is when that bear attacks Leonardo DiCaprio. The Reverend? The Revenant. The Revenant. Being attacked by that bear. Because that was realistic, man. Yeah, that was... That scene when he gets attacked by that bear is, looks real. Yeah. He got effed up. That was the reminded me of a scene too. I think it's an old uh, Brad Pitt movie too. He gets attacked by a bear as well. Oh, that's with the with the grizzly, eh? Yeah, and he he. Sta- yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, he stabs it with uh, his little pocket knife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a romance drama. Uh, the story was like three brothers fall in love with the same woman. Anthony Hopkins was playing the father. Legends of the Four. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins was the daddy. Remember yeah. when he got a stroke and he was like. Still half his half his side was dead, eh? Yeah, but he was still bitchy, eh? Mm, yeah. yeah. No, was that, the, that was a good movie. He was my favourite actor in that movie, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> so yeah, on your hype meter, one to five, how do you rate Beast? <laughs> I'm giving it a two, bro. Shit, I should be giving it a one point five. <laughs> I'm giving it a one, bro. <laughs> I'm giving it a one. I'll probably watch it when it's when I turn on T V and it's on and oh. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, that's when I wa- that's when I watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the next one will. That, I remember when that, when I first saw the trailer for that, and I remember the first trailer wasn't that revealing, but that tra- trailer we just watched, man, it showed a lot more. So what we're we talking about, we're talking about Jordan Peele's new movie called Nope, which is released in next month, July twenty second. It's distributed by Universal Pictures again. And this is Jordan Peele's third written, produced, and directed movie. His first one was Get Out, which was really good, and Us, which was uh, which was really good as well. Oh, Keegan Michael Kay is his mate. Yeah, and they have that that skit show called Kay and Peele, which is like a comedy. I like their stuff, eh? I like their material. It's crackle. I didn't, eh? I didn't because I'm from Dave Chappelle's Dave Chappelle show. Yeah, and that was crackle. And when I looked at Kim Peel, because Kim Peel came out after Dave Chappelle left left that show and yeah, went on yeah. this little did, did, one year um, OE sort of thing in South Africa. Yeah. While he did that, Kim Peel came up as the new skit artist. But I didn't find their stuff that great. Yeah, no, I did. I did. I had a sense of humor for that kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, anyway, my sense of humor was quite sick. But yeah, no, I found that really funny. <laughs> but what surprised me was when Jordan Peel started making movies he's the movie director and when he made Get Out <laughs> man that, I was blown away by that because that was scary as man but Shit. scary in his way towards African Americans you know yeah because he's like the first African American director to go into the horror genre and use African American actors and you know the, the pop culture of them all because that's never been done before eh nah if you think about if you think about um, African Americans in horror movies yeah they're, they're either the, the ones side, that die first. Side characters, bro. They're the side characters. They're always yeah. the, like in the entourage of the main characters group. Yeah, and that's yeah, right. So they always go first, or or they stay right till the end, but they're not the main character. Yeah, that's right. So it's good to uh, get that sort of happening in the horror genre because I'm a big horror fan. Eh? I love horrors, and you know you never see any of. Um, African-Americans being a horror movie to that extent 
what Jordan Peele is doing. And that Get Out movie was so cool because he made that he made the the racist white people to be the bad guys in the <laughs> made the whole horror thing. Yeah, you know, which was pretty cool. Yeah, um, and then he did Us. The Us one was scary, man. I don't think did I've seen that Us? one. I don't think I've seen that one yet. And that was out of it sort of ending because there was a whole reason for the whole thing, right? And it was just out the gate how he had all these, every human being has a doppelganger and they're all like imprisoned underneath, underneath the, um, in the earth, underneath the earth, you know? Uh, anyway. I, I, I remember, I remember watching a piece of it actually, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. I don't know if I like this third movie he's doing because it seems like it's all aliens, but you know, you touched on it before how we saw the teaser trailer a couple of months back. And the teaser, teaser trailer was pretty scary in itself because it didn't quite show as much as we see in the final trailer. Yeah. Right? The final trailer shows a lot, eh? A lot more. And, so, you know, I'm scared that it showed us everything, everything that's good in the movie. Yeah, I, I, I wish I didn't watch that trailer, but, you know, it's already done. But, yeah, like, yeah, it shows a way. Because <laughs> from that trailer alone, I can probably guess the plot of the movie now. <laughs> Because Almost. I tell you, I didn't even know. I wasn't even thinking aliens. Really? From the from now the I watched that that final trailer. Now that I know it's aliens, but you know the other trailers, the first ones, the teaser, that didn't reveal much. But I never knew it was aliens. I, I thought it was just I, something scary, horror. Man, I don't know how you could have thought that on the first trailer because when you get carried by wind, going up in the air, fuck, that's aliens, <laughs> straight up. Mm. But yeah, no. This is a good movie. I, w- I do want to watch this one. And it's good to see that Asian guy from um, The Walking Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I just recognized him now. Keith David, too. Wow. Man, I thought that Stephen guy was... Young. I thought Keith David was gone. The guy that acts as their dad? Who? He's, he's usually in some um, comedy skits. Keith David. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith David. He's the voice of Spawn. Spawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on Platoon. I yeah. just I, I remember him in that movie um Oh shit, what is it called? Where he's Rick like Room the, for a Dream? Yes <laughs> And it's evil he's the laugh thing and Rick Room for a Dream. Yeah yeah. It's evil <laughs> laugh bro. <laughs> How he didn't even have to answer the girl eh, and he just laughed laughed on the phone, bro. That was Jennifer Connolly, eh? Jennifer yeah. Connolly when he he called. <laughs> what she said was hello and then he started cracking up. Yes. But she now nah, she said hello like in the way where she's like on drugs again or something. Yeah, like, desperate hello, eh? Yeah, like hello. And, and, you, and all you heard was drugs. <laughs> all you heard on the phone was. Yeah. Okay. How did he know? How did he know? Oh man. Uh, Keith David. And and yeah, another another actor that was in there was Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott. Now he's he always plays bad guys. Yeah, he was um the sheriff on you know um the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Yep, yep. He was the bad. He was dude. the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, he played him really well too. Hey, wait a mm. minute. He was the bad guy. Wasn't on the Three Musketeers? Was he? The Musketeers. Wasn't it the Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio one? I Man in the Iron oh, Mask. Oh, that was um Man in the Iron Mask. He was the bad guy in that too, right? Yeah, I'm sure he was the bad guy in uh, Three Musketeers as well. Let me just look that up, eh? Um, Hold on. Oh, Count the Monte Cristo? Um, oh. I 
do remember the movie. I can't remember him being. Oh, yeah, he is on Three Musketeers. Yeah. Yeah, he's on Three Musketeers. Was he in the Man with the Eye Mask? The Leonardo DiCaprio? No. Um, no, I can't. Nah, nah, it. nah. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't the bad guy in there. It was Leonardo himself. Yeah. So, nah, he's 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 a good actor. He's a good, he plays good bad guys, eh? Yeah. It's good to hear him back on. Uh, good to see him on camera again. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I I think I saw too much on this trailer. I think this trailer shows too much, unless there's more to it, which I hope. Yeah, if it's anything like his previous um, other horror th- uh, flicks, then hopefully, yeah, there is more to the to the plot. I think there might be a twist there. Mm. There might be a twist. <laughs> like they actually we'll put probes up their ass. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, what was your hype meter on this one? <laughs> I reckon it's pretty good. I re- I'll go 3.5. Yeah, okay. I think I'll go four. I'll go four on this one. My hype meter. So, the premise of this movie is after random objects falling from the sky resulting in the death of their father, ranch owning siblings OJ and Emerald Haywood attempt to capture video evidence of an unidentified flying object with the help of tech salesman Angel Torres and documentarian Antlers Hoist. It's an American science fiction horror. Oh, okay. That's different. I thought it was like, no. um, I thought it was like a, a, a revenge type of film. Seeing that the guy saw his dad get wasted but didn't know what killed him. Okay. The next trailer we saw was a teaser trailer for the movie Fall. F-A-L-L. Oh, shit. I didn't realise. He let go of the rope. Or she just let it loose. She couldn't hold the rope, eh? She let go. Right at the end. I just see her hand open up and the rope was gone. I thought it was going to be one of those ones where she's dangling in the air throughout the whole movie. <laughs> okay, so we saw the trailer fall, which I don't know when it's going to come, when it's going to come out, but I think little was known about this film. Eh. But if you see the trailer, all it is, it's a... Massive, tall antenna in the middle of the desert, looks like. And two women are trapped at the top of this tower. Which is, this tower must be miles high in the sky. It's like yeah. an antenna tower, eh? I got a description on IMDB. It says best friends Picky and Hunter find themselves at the top of a 2,000 foot radio tower. <laughs> That's the description of the entire movie. I got a question. How the fuck can you get up there? Why would you get up there? You know? Shit. It's not like you can just wake up and, oh shit, I'm on the tower. Who the hell wants to spend their time and energy taking you all the way up 2,000, up a 2,000 foot radio tower in the middle of the desert? I think I'm more interested in why are these two up there, you know? And if you, because, you know, the, it's it's an interesting trailer because the camera pans at the, bu- at the base of this tower, right? And we're in the desert. And the camera pans across the desert until it gets to the bottom of this tower. And then the cell phone drops and smashes. But as the cell phone drops and smashes, the camera looks down on the ground but goes up. Yeah, pans up. Alongside the alongside the tower. Mm. And it keeps on going up, keeps on going up. And it goes through the tower. The other side of the tower, it keeps on going up. You see the birds hanging around the tower. But it's still climbing, it's still climbing. And we're getting further and further up in the sky. The tower's still going. And then we see this woman drop down hanging onto a, like a piece of rope right yeah and she's screaming and then the camera just keeps going up to get to the top of the tower and we see this woman 
this blonde chick at the top of the tower on this platform, this round platform that's that's surrounding the the needle at the top. She's standing there holding this rope, and then it seems like she lets go of the rope, or the rope lets go of her, and then it just cuts to black, and then we see the title of the movie fall, <laughs> come down, right? At that moment, I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking two things. I'm thinking, what the fuck are these women doing up there? Why would you want to go up there? I'm more interested into knowing why they are there. Because if we're talking about a movie, and what is a movie, two hours, hour and a half long? You mean to tell me I'm going to sit down and watch this movie and look at this these two girls in one tower for two and a half hours or two hours? Damn. That's a big ask, man. That's a big ask. Imagine if it was a TV series. Oh like my a 10 gosh. episode TV series. A 10 episode of these, TV series of these guys what up What the here. hell, man? Nah, I couldn't watch it. So, you know, it's interesting because I had a look into this because this reminded me of two other movies that I've seen in the past that about the camera in one place or the actor in one place or actor in one location the whole of the movie. And you can get a lot of situations where one location can be a house, can be... Can be a warehouse or something like if you think of reservoir dogs most of the s- scenes the main scenes are shot in their warehouse right you have these other things happening but it's in the warehouse m- most of the movie but because you've got all the other scenes you don't really get that idea of being in being claustrophobic in this warehouse or for the entirety of the movie another example is quentin tarantino's the hateful eight ah oh, and, uh, and that a restaurant. lot of the movies in that ho- hotel yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in yeah, that sorry, cabin, eh? Yeah, the cabin. Yeah. But then you can go, you, you can get, you can narrow it down even, even closer. And what I mean is that movie, A Phone Booth, with Colin Farrell. That movie t- is entirely him in the phone booth with um, the Kiefer Sullivan, he's the assassin that's outside, hey, holding the, the sniper gun to him. I even felt, I, f- I thought that movie really intriguing, though. That phone booth movie, it was really, um, even though it was mm. done like just the one camera mm. on the one position, it was done really well. But mm. I don't know if that repeat on a tower that's two hundred feet in the air is um is gonna work. My wow factor for that fourth uh, trailer just went like right, you know. I didn't even there yeah, didn't even register in my brain. Because the other movie that's sort of the same when you look at that movie Buried with Ryan Reynolds. Now, on the whole movie, he's trapped in this coffin. And he's trying to get himself out. You know, and it's like, okay, you're going to watch this guy for an hour and a half in the coffin. And that's it. Yeah, but... See, I can't remember what happened in the movie. Nah, he finally dies, bro. He dies at the end, but it's sort of like scary. Because you sort of imagine yourself being trapped and getting filled up with uh, dirt. Yeah. Because remember, well, you think that he's going to save, but he's not. eh? Nah. They picked the wrong place. He's out. And then you find out. Oh, we're at the wrong place. <laughs> oh, no. So, oh, shit. That was some freaky shit. I, I hate that movie. I hope it has a good, a good decent storyline around it. I don't think I'll ever watch it at the cinemas. I'll probably wait for it until it comes yeah. out. Shoot me somewhere. And then I'll check it out. Yeah, it's exactly. Of, it's one of those movies where, nah. Nah. What was the more recent one? What was M. Night Shalaman's one? Old. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at this cast, eh? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And if I'm right, isn't that the guy that used to play on The Walking Dead? Ah, uh, Negan. 
Yeah, Negan. Yeah. And he used he was in the Watchmen. He's also on well. the Watchmen. Yeah. So what, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, what role does he play in this movie? Well, look, there's three people, three people in the cast. No, I've seen. Hell, I've got one, two, three, four, six. Mm. The other one is Jasper Cole. No, I don't. I don't know this actor, but I th- I'm sure I've seen him somewhere before. Well, it's funny you say six people because we only see two people on the tower. Tower, yeah. So there's probably a background story to how they got into the tower in the first place. Which to me is more interesting than the whole movie. Yeah. Because what I want to know is how they got (laughs) on the tower and then I want to fast forward to the end. And then find out how they die. (laughs) Yeah, find out how they die because according to the title of the movie, they fall. Because it looks like these these other... uh, Wait. These other four people, maybe the other four people that call them on the phone <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who cares <laughs> true that true that <sighs> director Scott what was the other trailers that we were going to watch um, um, Endor now coming on Disney Plus is another Star Wars TV series we're going to see this after uh, Beyond Kenobi series finishes it's Endor it's coming on the coming on in August now I think that this timeline, if you t- if we want to talk about the timeline where Andor sits in the in the Star Wars timeline, I'm gonna say straight away after Order sixty six. Yeah, Have I you, Eric? I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's uh, probably a little bit after Kenobi because it looks like the start of the rebellion. Nah, I'm gonna say before because before the- there's because if you look closely on one of those scenes, because I actually. Press pause and did a zoom. Yeah, those stormtroopers still got the clone um, helmets. Oh, real? And if you look at those um, ships that they, those free ships that's in, right. on their trail, yeah, yeah, it's still the, the clone. They're still ships. the clone ships. Yeah, still the clone warships. So it must be so during think, that time. Uh, no, nah, I think it's straight away after all the sixty-six. Six, yeah. Because imp- I think this is a good, this is a good series to show the beginning of the empire straight after all the sixty-six. How the Republic turns and the Empire is formed. Yep. And how, uh, I'm not sure if those clones are going to be the clones, still the clones, or they recruited just humans to be stormtroopers. But those stormtroopers still got the clone, um, clone helmets on. Oh shit! So they haven't really changed. They haven't really done the change yet. But oh, I'm gosh. excited about this. I'm excited about this um, Endor A eh? because I love anything that's got to do with the Empire. I love that whole timeline between. Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, especially because that's when Darth Vader's at his uh, at his at his best. After Return of the Jedi, and after the war on um, that planet that ended the Empire, like in the Mandalorian, the Empire is scattered, right? Yeah. So they're still around, but they're just all scattered and trying to survive. Yeah. So I kind of like that era too, until they you know they completely de- defeated and become the the first order but with Andor when I saw the trailer I thought okay that's cool because I loved the Spanish actor Diego Luna especially when he came on Narcos yeah and yeah shit yeah bro and he was the man on, on Rogue One oh so I, I don't know if you noticed but if you look on the trailer Diego looks real young younger than he was when you see him on Rogue One yeah so it's way how many years before Rogue One I guess yeah, because even there's a photo of him. Uh, I'm looking at of him right now. Yeah, it, it's super. Like he doesn't even have a beard. 
It's got the mustache and everything. Just, um, when I first saw the trailer, it gave me the Spartan vibe. You know, with the guy with the hammers? I was like, oh man, I don't know what it is, but it just gave me that Spartan vibe. Like, like these guys are the start of, you know, the start of the, of who goes against the Empire. Who, like, you know, gets the people together and fights against the Empire. Yeah, because those first scenes in that trailer, and the first you see all these people in different villages, and that and that guy doing the sound, the hammer thing, was just like a, it's like a warning, eh? A warning sound to tell everyone the empire's on their way or something like that. Mm. Hmm. But now I'm looking forward to um, the series. I think it's going to deal with a lot of the politics around what, what's going on in the in the galaxy after Order sixty six, the rise of the empire, and maybe the beginnings of the 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 rebel alliance so yeah so i just looked up now it's five years before rogue one oh two so it's not that far off yeah it's not it probably puts us maybe the same timeline as everyone nah nah it's no, five before. years after obi-wan then yeah it's five years before obi-wan wait rogue one yeah so there might be a flashback scene then because yeah. because when i because those are definitely clone clone helmets yeah yeah so must be flashbacks, or unless they're different kind of stormtroopers. No, no, I, I think know. yeah, because there's, there's a time and period where the where the Empire recycles all the ships in it, and then they turn them into the to the Empire to what they yeah before they get the first order. But yep. Yeah. Now I reckon this TV series might be like the Game of Thrones of Star Wars. Because they've got some decent freaking actors in here, bro. And I, I That's hopefully, interesting. I, are you saying that because of the actors or are you saying that because of the politics? It might be because of the politics and because of what I've seen from Rogue One. Now, you've, you've seen Rogue One as well. And I think if they keep it real to Rogue One, without any of the other Star Wars franchises, I reckon this will probably be a, a decent, more like adult version of Star Wars. So it has a good opportunity to do some good shit. So I'm extremely... Yeah, my, um, hype, my hype meter is five. Yeah, bro, same here. I'm, it's going to bust extremely... through five and go to six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. I'm extremely um, vibing for it's this high, movie. It's high on my list. Because even, um, even the actor, what's his name? Uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, the guy from Nymphomaniac. Nymphomaniac. You've seen that. <laughs> I, you dirty I guy. Remember. I don't even remember him from that movie, man, because he looked like a real hungry guy. <laughs> Fucking dirty guy. But yeah, no, he—he's—he is—he's an awesome actor too. So to see him on, you know, on the cast, I was shocked to see him in the trailer. Like, oh damn! All right. So my interest has peaked. There's a few other people that I don't know, but um, all in all, um, yeah. We'll see. So what's your um, hype meter on this one? Yeah, I'm the same as you, bro. I'm on a five. Right. I busted through five. I went to six. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. We'll go six. <laughs> okay, the next trailer we saw was the Predator prequel. Oh, bro. Called Prey. Man, that's, that's so, a team. <laughs> so let me just play this one. For the trailer, that's a team. Prey comes out on August the 5th in Hulu. Now because Disney owns Hulu, we're going to probably see we're going to definitely see Prey come out on Disney Plus. 
Oh my god! So I'm really excited for that. I'm a big <laughs> fan of of the Predator franchise. Oh. I love Predator. And uh, ever since Arnold battled the Predator back in the days. Yeah, I remember you know, watching that when I was um. I think I was really. I think I was pretty young, but I was sick. I was sick at the time when I watched it. Man, that was the best movie I ever watched when I was sick. <laughs> mm. Did you like part two? I like part two as well. Yeah, me with too. With Danny Glover. Yeah, and the, you're finding that um. Because it's in the city, eh? Yeah. There's a different dynamic. And with those Jamaicans. <laughs> the Jamaican boy, Jamaican gangsters, eh? That was me. The Rastafari. <laughs> mm. Man, just, yeah. just checking, that, checking it up on um, like on the director for it. Man, that man even did the boys in, black, in some of the series in Black Mirror. Oh, yeah? So it's like, oh, okay. Right, because... That's some of the shit I like too. Even uh, Cloverfield Lane, Teen Cloverfield Lane, I enjoyed that movie mm. as well. Mm. I watched the, all of the Cloverfield movies actually, just to find out what the hell happened. It's pretty cool this this new Predator movie because they didn't even use the name Predator in the title. No, nah. but they use the same um, font. Yeah, which is pretty clever, you know. And it is a prequel because it is back in time, so it's it's. The timeline is seventeen nineteen, yeah, and it's the American Indians, eh? Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. It's just that you know, back in seventeen, seventeen nineteen, they probably just had muskets and knives. Even yeah. those Indians, they just had the bow and arrows, but, right? Yeah. So they're up against an alien creature with technology. He still got the technology. Eh? Like you see that fan that there's that shield he puts up. Yeah, that little scene. But he's got his he's got his um his cloaking device, yeah. Still, and you know he's he's an alien and he's got all the technology up against just primitive people, yeah. Primitive people, primitive uh, equipment and stuff like with the bow and arrow. But that when I watched the I remember watching the teaser trailer, and I didn't have no idea what this was about because I just mm. saw prey, and I thought what, and then you see her running through the field, <laughs> and get and and then hiding hiding in the grass. This boat arrow, yeah, and then the three dots appear, and that's when I knew, yeah, Fuck! predator, it was predator, man. It's Shit. funny, it was cool too because they didn't do that. Um, you know how he does that sound like the clicking noise he does with his uh, mm-hmm. mouth, you don't hear it until you do, after, you do hear it in the trailer, yeah, but you hear it after the three dots appear, mm-hmm. like usually when you hear the whatever sound he makes, yeah. like, oh, shit, it's predator, but the dots showed up, it's like, oh, straight mm-hmm. away. Mm. Yeah, my hype level just went oh overdrive. So, man. Yeah, man, my um hype meter is five, man. My hype meter is up there with Endor. Yeah, but you, you, do you see the Predator? It looks different, eh? I'm inclined to think that this Predator might be a female. Well, the thing is, we just see him without his face. So yeah, we're talking about his outfit and the mask because yeah, his mask is definitely different. Yeah, because the mask is way different. Yeah, and uh, like when it puts up that little shield, because I'm looking at a photo of it right now. It but he's still got the laser gun on the shoulder. Yeah, but it's like yeah. it's only got the spears and like throwing, like you know, throwing knives and all that hurrah. Doesn't look like mm. it have it has any like lasers, just a cannon on its shoulder. Yep. Yeah, nah. I like how I like the setting where they put it, because there's been a lot of fan based um. Fan base uh, trailers I've seen over the years of Predator, mm. and they always put them in the 1700s, 1600s, 
during those years after, um, especially in the uh, yeah 1700s, during the American Civil War. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. They, they have, and then they sneak in Predator in, in some of their stories. So it's like the American Civil War is the 1800s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 1800s. Sorry. Sorry. 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of stuff is kind of cool. It's really cool. He says he's a part of history mm. as well. Yeah. Now nah, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. It looks really damn interesting. Hopefully this it breaks away from the other... The other... Um, all the other movies we've seen of Predator. Predator and Aliens. Um, shit. I can't even remember them. I, yeah, I don't like those Predator vs. Oh. Alien movies, eh? Predators. <laughs> the latest one. Fuck. I don't know where the hell they were going with that one. Is that the one when they, those assassins get dropped in that planet? No, that one was a good one. That was a good Predator movie. I'm talking about the yeah. one um, where a new breed of Predator is... It's a new breed. It's bigger. It's a lot more bigger than the original Predator. Ah, oh, yeah. I think I it's remember the that one. one. That's, the late, that's the latest one there. Yeah, I, I thought, thought that was, was crap. That was bullshit. It's called The Predator, eh? No, I think it's called just Predators. Or Predator. I can't remember. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the one you were talking about with the plane, that was, a, that was a good, decent one. That's the one with um, Lawrence Fishburne, eh? He's, he's, yeah, he's he was on the, the bad planet. guy. He's stuck on the planet for ages. Yeah. He was a dick in that one. Yeah, hard on. I like the cover to pray. Because it's got her, the girl. And you know how you put blood on your face? She's got yeah. the Predator's blood on her face. Then look, that's clever. That's mean. That was an interesting thing too, I found. It's like they got the main character for this movie, a female. I'm not dissing the female thing about it. Because it's, it's like the end thing now, right? For most movies now. Get a, the, the, the leading role to a female. And give her the... She's going to kick ass. Yeah, and make it... Because it makes her look more fragile than she really is. And she yeah. said, you know, we're all going to know she's going to turn it around in, into her favour. Unlike if we had someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger again, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Still pushing pencils. <laughs> that guy's the man. Nice, man. Yep. Ready for that one. Okay, the last trailer we react to is a biopic about Mike Tyson. It's going to be called Mike. It's going to be on Hulu as well. Yeah. So we'll have a look at that. Man, I, I would like to see Mike Tyson's reaction to this. Hey, I might actually go see if I can find it. Find his reaction to this um, TV series. True, eh? See what he says. You'll probably be able to... Um, he might bring it up on his uh, podcast. Do you listen yeah. to his hot boxing? Hot, yeah, his Hotbox uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, no. Man, the actor definitely has gone down there how he talks. Mm. Kind of um, extra lisp. So <laughs> like, shit. Harvey Keitel's in there as well. So how many episodes does this place have? I don't know. It doesn't say. Um... <laughs> It says it's it's coming out on August the twenty fifth, but other than that, I don't have much info. 
Man, it does look good. I don't think there's ever been a... Has there ever been a documentary of Mike Tyson? I mean, uh, like a, a short movie? Mike Tyson? Yeah. Uh, there's been a documentary that came out. Um. No, not like a documentary, like an actual film. Don't know. Because I thought... That actor that played... That plays Mike Tyson, he's... He's pretty good, eh? Yeah. He's, he's and the he's got the voice. Because I thought the best voice was um, Jamie Foxx. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen this interpretation of uh, Mike Tyson. That's the man. But I don't think he would really want to do that in front of Mike. If I were out. Mm. Probably punch him in the face. Yeah, so uh, I think it's going to be an interesting documentary. And I think Hulu is doing a good job doing these bi- biopics. Because they did Pam and Tommy. Now this is like you know they can they can do Mike Tyson then and I think it's gonna be really interesting to see him growing up in Brownsville, in, in New York, to when he becomes a boxer, and then his old trainer, um, Castamano, who he loved very much, the old man who's who Harvey Keitel plays, and man when I saw Harvey Keitel I was like man that guy man he's the makeup and everything. He looked just like um yeah he looked like Cas. Oh. Mm. And you know we all know that when when Castamano passes away, um, that was a real big blow for Mike Tyson, and he was sort of like lost, because because Castamano really put Mike Tyson in the direction he was when he was up there in boxing. You know he get he told him just embrace your identity because there's a scene in the trailer when he says embrace your your villainy, and that's what he did, man. He had no shame about it, and you know he was just being himself. Because of the way he grew up in that. So, you know, we get to see all that stuff. Um, we see the scene where where Mike Tyson's embracing Castamano in the hospital. So, you know, we probably get go up. We'll probably see the part when he passes away and what happens to Mike Tyson after. Because he goes out with Robin Givens at the time. <laughs> and there was a big drama there because he was beating her up in that. And she was this big actress at the time being on um, Boomerang. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, but then we see him... There's a shot at the end. I think it's the second scene at the end of the trailer when he's about to bite Holyfield's ear. So I think we're going to get to see his whole career in this 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 series, which is going to be cool. Yeah, that that's, that'll be quite buzzy. Eh? I think that's a lot of content to put into one season. I would have thought they would have checked it out a bit more, but yeah, oh well, that's the way they got to go. Because it's his boxing career that everybody wants to see, I guess. And all everything else in between, because man, that guy was out of it. And we've heard the stories, like we've heard other people on other podcasts talk about this guy and how crazy and loving and caring he can be. And the next minute, a flip of a switch, he can be turned into this other person. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll show any of that that kind of thing on on this film. But yeah, you know, straight off the bat, how the character was talking, the actor, man, perfect, <laughs> exactly like Mike. Where's he from? Is he starting anything else? Is he yeah. unknown? I just had a quick look. He's been on Moonlight, The Predator, Bird Box. Is he on Moonlight? Moonlight. I don't oh, know. Moonlight. Oh, I, th- I think I remember seeing this. Javante Rhodes. And The Predator. <laughs> oh, he Box. was in The Predator. Predator. The Predator is the one you're talking about, of the big one. The big massive predator. Yeah, and it wants to eat. It wants to get rid of the smaller one. 
I was like, what? Okay. Well, he's been on a few things. Been up and down. It's probably his first leading role. Bird Box, I remember Bird Box with. Um, he came on Bird Box with. What's her name? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, yeah. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. I don't even know what it's about. I don't want to hear what it's about. I want to go watch it. Hey, um. Yeah. Because I, 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 I just got my Plex up, eh? So. Man. I might be, I might go hands down and watch The Godfather either tonight or tomorrow. Hey, ah, yeah, yeah, sweet. After the offer, bro, I'm really hyped for the, the check it out and watch it properly. Oh, shit, the offer, new episode offer came out, eh? Oh, did I'm it? Gonna watch it. I must be. I'm still watching The Boys. Yeah, no, I'm, mean, bro? I've, been, I've been a bit, bit behind on the offer. I haven't, haven't finished it off yet. I've just been um, off and um, I watched Picard the second season. Um, oh, okay. I binged. I binged it, but it's um, it's basically copy and paste, like every other Star Trek um, TV series that that's out there. Same sort of mm. thing, copy and paste. But um, it was interesting. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, but um, yeah, no, it's good. It's good, kind of sad because if it made me feel sad, then probably just that wasn't the intent of that TV <laughs> series. Nah, nah, cool, man. You just reminded me of, I'm going to watch Offer, Offer, the latest episode. Bro, that is hands down one of the best, best shows I've seen in a while. Mm. Ah, it's awesome. We need to do it's an super, episode. Man. We need to do an episode on that. On the what? On the Offer. Oh, we did. Do we? Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, oh, wait, oh you want to do like a finale? Um, yeah, yeah, maybe we could even, yeah, get a, get a guest, get a guest in that's even hyped up oh, okay. about the Godfather. Yeah. Um, anyway, go, going away from the subject, what, uh, what's your, um, your hope for the, for the Mike, uh, TV series? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for four and a half. Four and a half? Wow. Yeah. I was, I was thinking three for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. It does look good, but I think... These kind of like uh, autobiography type TV series type things, I always yeah. Um, the other concept. Are you changing your mind? I'm gonna go back down to three then. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, these autobiography type things, I always keep them in the like they're they're not priority from what I mm. what I want to watch. So yeah, I, I won't. I can't wait to watch it, but yeah, yeah. I think I want to finish Boys first. Boys offer Biblical Saw when it comes back on. July, yeah. I think. And Oh, really? It's still going? Nah, they've got the two more episodes in July. Oh, okay. They're doing what? the whole part one and part two of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's only four seasons. Six. Six. Oh, okay. Wow. Biblical Saw. Okay. So you made this Sweet, bro. I'm going to edit this and cut out all the videos. <laughs> Just hear us talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next time. All right, bro. Go to the blues. <laughs> yeah, good luck next week. <laughs>